Welcome back to She Prop Talk. It's been a while. I am Beverly from Down and Creative Studios, and I am super psyched to bring the podcast back. Um, so today we're going to be talking about costume contests, cosplay contests, and I have several guests with me today, which I'm really excited about. I have Abby from Abby Cat Cosplay. Hello. Um, and then I have Melanie from Gila Designs. Hi. Hi. And we have Cowbuck Crunchies. Hello. This is so Thank last you. minute. I really appreciate you being here. Like that, the, there was a post, I posted a question in She Prop about, hey, we're going to be doing this podcast about cosplay contests. And then, oh my God, the floodgates opened and I realized <laughs> that um, just Abby and I probably weren't going to be able to, you know, tackle as much as we content we wanted. So thanks for being here. Well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you, you posted that and I immediately word dumped three extremely large paragraphs and then messaged you and dumped many more paragraphs because I got opinions. Yes. When Beverly said, can, can Calbutt Crunchies also be on the podcast? She actually responded before I got that message, but yeah. I was like, yes, please. That would be great. Thank yeah. you. So those of you that um, are somehow unfamiliar with Cowboy Crunchies, um, please go look at their page. Go check out their stuff. They are super experienced with both um, cosplay contests and also judging. Um, so I'm really excited to have their insight and their notes on um, their opinions on, on the whole thing, which we don't have to tackle the whole thing. It's a really, really, really big, sometimes polarized subject. It is, and and honestly, a lot of it comes from, I think, the fact that there's so many different types of contests, and the, the contests, even, you know, within similar types, are all run a bit wildly different, so one person's experience can be very, very different from another person's, and so I, I think a lot of people form different opinions based on their experience, but also based on the kind of cosplay that they're interested in, what they want to get out of it, so I... I, I I'm not surprised whatsoever that everyone is very polarized on this topic. Yeah, absolutely. And and as the, um, I mean, as basic as, as materials become different, like as 3D printing becomes more prevalent and, and more accessible and all these things start changing and people can start weaving in more and more different kinds of techniques and methods and all this stuff, it, it kind of makes things a little bit more, uh, not complicated, but a, a certainly a little bit more challenging on both ends of the spectrum from the uh, judging uh, aspect and then also on the, um, the maker aspect. Um, well, we had a couple of basic questions that I want to go over um, that people brought up in the group. Um, and then um, I just kind of want to open it up to a discussion, if that sounds good to, no, sounds to, great. to everybody. Um, so one of the first questions was actually the first one. <laughs> um, she wants to know uh, what's the difference between cos cosplay contests and a masquerade? And then also, she's like, yeah, diff uh, competitions between the U.S. and, and Europe are totally different. Um, so I would say that the most general like way to divide cosplay contests from masquerades is that there's a it's an event aspect diagram, of kind of. Yeah, there's there's a Venn diagram, but um, like the big difference would be that by and large, masquerades have a strong performance aspect to them. Um, and even cosplay contests that have a stage portion, it's usually a, like, presentation, like, 30-second walk-on. Oh, well, I, to be honest, I kind of hear the word cosplay contest as a very much catch-all. I hear the Comic-Con contest described as the cosplay contest, uh, which really does not have the performance aspect. But I also hear masquerades described as the cosplay contest. 
So, but I've never heard of a contest that doesn't have any kind of performance aspect described as a mask. Right, right. That's why we've got the Venn diagram. Oh, You've got the yeah. big circle, and then inside is the smaller circle of masquerades. Yeah. So you're, you you why... think the masquerade circle is fully inside the cosplay contest circle? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, got it. You know, it's I don't think I was clear on that either. That <laughs> clears up a lot. Because then, you know, like, the skits, I mean, I, I've judged before on a contest that was called a cosplay contest, which but are, then everybody had skits. <laughs> which are more like common at anime conventions, for sure. Yeah. Like, they yeah. usually have a separate skit contest a lot of the time, too. Well, so. and I've yeah. done a cosplay contest where we were just lining up, and, and they just threw in there. And you can do a skit if you want. And we were like, oh, oh, thank you for that heads up. I, I also usually hear masquerade as a, as a North American term. Um, Europe is extremely uh, performance heavy, uh, but I still hear it described as cosplay contests over there. Yeah. So that sounds like one of the big differences between the contests that are held here in the States and uh, abroad as, uh, as guests. So can you tell us about uh, some of the differences between <laughs> that you have noticed between um, cons overseas and or the, at least the contests overseas oh. and here in the States? Well, the cosplay scenes on their own are pretty culturally different. Um, there's a lot more emphasis on like screen accuracy in Europe, even to, um, I don't want to say detriment because it's not bad. It's just different. But it's, it's the cosplayer will, will, there's been multiple situations where the cosplayer has said, I know this thing points to the costume is very silly, but wrong. here is the reference where it's present. And so I put it on there. Um, whereas over here, we wouldn't think twice about axing yeah, something. We would like be that. like, well, if the character was wearing a garment, the garment would not be doing that. And I can't trust an animator, so I'm just going to do it the right way. Right. It, or, or like, for instance, if, if an outfit has five buttons on it, but I'm not nine heads high and that would look very silly on me, I'll take a button off. And it's still totally acceptable. Whereas I, there's not really that idea. Uh, so, some people go real hard with perfect accuracy. And so some uh, a lot of times you'll get these really gorgeous, gorgeous screen accurate cosplays that maybe they don't have the largest quantity of materials, um, but it's it's absolutely flawless. Um, and so there's there's a really great emphasis on that. Um, and I and I think for some countries it partially comes from the fact that materials are not always as accessible as they are over here. Um, America is definitely we're very like spoiled. The place to get everything. For yeah, cheap. I heard that plastic dip over there is like. Sixteen dollars a can. Oh yeah, it's wild. Arda, Arda, a single like a cheaper Arda wig will cost you like ninety dollars between shipping and yeah. customs. And and in Germany, we were talking with a bunch of folks, and like just even even okay fabric is wildly expensive. And so you you can choose a costume that maybe is not quite as insanely uh, elaborate in terms of materials, but make that darn thing perfectly. Um, so I, I yeah I think the big the big culture shock was definitely the accuracy like the different interpretation of what what does accuracy mean whereas over here I think we have a much looser definition um, I I like to think of it as how well did you translate a two dimensional figure into the real world did you make the smart decisions 
um, to make that work on a real human being, to choose materials that make it look like it belongs in, in this reality, rather than make it exactly like it appears on paper. It's, it's just a different in perspective. Um, and then most of the European cons have a stronger emphasis on performance than we do. It varies depending on the contest. Like Euro cosplay was actually not much at all. It was only 20%. It, it's 20% is more than it is oh, yes. in anything that is not like a classic masquerade here in the but, States. But, but boy, oh boy, even though it was only 20%, everyone went hard. Like, yeah, it was a great, great performance. And then, uh, usually I think the other circuit contests will have a much higher percentage. So like 50%, 60%. Um, the other thing is with the exception of the circuit contests, which is someone from um, each country sends a representative and then you have a final held somewhere. Um, a lot of the qualifiers, at least the ones we have seen are not as big as over here. Like over here, you know how we've got like 40 contestants on average think more like 10. These are for circuit contests. So, um, and and we do have a, a, a small handful over here, uh, but compared to the sheer number of other contests, we don't have that much of a percentage. Um, so a circuit contest is something where you have one contest and a winner is chosen. And then you have a contest D and a winner is chosen. And then maybe a couple more. And then all of those winners are sent to another con where they go head to head to determine the finalist. So the crown championships is and WCS are and probably, Fan Expo. Yeah, our Fan Those Expo are the, three are the big, big ones. That USA I think ones. Um, yeah, and there's several more in Europe that are um, that people participate uh, in over there. It's it's definitely a big thing, and I, I think it's really really cool. I'm very jealous. I wish we had more things like that. Um, but you know, because most of most of the uh, contests are much smaller, you don't really have divisions the way that we need to have over here when we have 40 folks entering. So over over here, well, over here, I'm saying in, in the States, if you want to enter a contest, you have to send like uh, work in progress pictures and a certain, you have to be finished at a certain percentage uh, um, with your costume at the time of submission. Um, is Do you know if it's similar over there? I, mm, well, no, because there were definitely, when we were in Germany judging one of the qualifiers, there were definitely people who, like, dropped out the morning of because they hadn't finished. Yeah, but at the same time over here, there's definitely some contests where you, you also don't necessarily have to do that. I, I think both here and there, it might just depend on, on what con it is that you're competing at. Yeah. I mean, I've been to competitions where they don't even have pre-judging, so that... That does happen yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Like Wizard World. Like Wizard <laughs> World. Or, or a lot of the smaller ones. If you're going to smaller local cons, it's literally just sign up. Yeah. Yeah, I you can it. sign up day of. Yeah, or just yeah. get in line, get on stage. If they don't have enough contestants, they're like yelling to people that are in cosplay, yeah. being like, join the contest, join oh, the contest. That was, <laughs> that was me at um, Kanichiwa this last summer. We had like maybe just a few people, and then we, we, we had more prizes to give out than we had contestants. So we actually went out and were grabbing people. We're like, hey, you gotta come in. Uh... And it was a great contest, it was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, there, there was, Stone reminded me, there was a, there was a contest that we were uh, judging for a bit ago and we actually uh, did not have any journeymen. Uh, <laughs> so we, we had a journeyman trophy left over, or rather we, we 
we elevated someone to win best journeyman and then we had the runner-up trophy left and the coordinator took it and wrote in sharpie best judges underneath <laughs> it and so now we have a journeyman trophy oh that's great that's perfect yeah so that um brings me to my my next question in the in in the thread today um there seems to be a lot of folks that are wishing that the categories in which these contests have uh, that they are they're not structured the same they're so different sometimes it's it's doesn't seem like it's fair like you'll have you won't have a master category you'll have just a like beginners or like a, like a catch-all category um, what has what do you think works well because so, I also know you have also been in this in the cosplay scene for a very long time so yeah, you've also yeah. seen things um, evolve yeah, yeah. you know really think the categories other than the the prolific rise of you know the the way comic cons divide things that that's a hot newness well i uh, think you but... see a lot more small cons popping up now that maybe are not drawing off so in the dark ages the way cons would work or anime cons because anime cons sort of grew out of nothing because the science fiction people wanted to have nothing to do with us um you would yeah yeah no literally they were like these weird anime kids don't when they grow up they'll like star trek and they'll come to our cons so we're just going to ignore them and you know that's a whole history lesson on its own um but you had people staffing at bigger cons and then they would go off and form a con in their local area so things were a lot more consistent back then but now you just have sort of people who go to cons and they have five thousand dollars they're willing to gamble and they'll say i'm gonna start a one-day con at my local holiday inn and uh my friend cosplays so she can run the contest so you do you get a lot of variation now especially in small cons where it's like beginners in advance or uh like children are included in the novices or it, it is it's really inconsistent um but usually there there is some beginner slash novice group. Yeah, there is some mastery level group, and hopefully there is some kind of intermediate journeyman level group. Although I sometimes there's not. So, I mean, sometimes they just I, don't have the numbers. I mean, I think that is the way to do it. I think if it warrants it, the bonus professional group is is nice. But I, most cons don't warrant that. Um, Dragon Con does that, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I think, I think a lot of people get confused because the rules about, well, which category am I in often boils down to, well, how many contests have you won or what the coordinator who may yeah. not be involved in any other contests wrote in their rules. Right. But the thing is, is sometimes uh, a lot, a lot of times people will not begin to enter until they're pretty experienced. Like that was the way we did it. We, we started entering and we entered as journeymen because that's what we felt we were at. Um, and I think the problem is, is that the rules only give you a guideline in terms of, well, what contests have you competed in? And so if someone who's never competed before is sitting there like, I don't think I'm a novice, but I don't know how to judge myself, they're kind of stuck. Um, and I and I think you had a real we had a rule of thumb that, yeah. that we were kind of thinking of in terms of what we expect from a good novice and a good journeyman. Um, I yeah, yeah, I definitely 
know what a novice looks like versus what a journeyman well, is, but we've been well, I think, doing this for 20 years. I've been judging for five. I think with novices, like, if you're looking at, like, the top novice in the group, it should be someone who has a good grasp on foundations, like, they, they understand the fit of a garment, they understand how to work with the, the fabric type and the material that they've chosen, and, you know, maybe they're only doing one type of material or one type of technique, but they're, do, they're doing a good job. Um, or they've done a pretty solid job with like a couple maybe they have a things. dress and a staff yeah and or, they're not and or usually what kind of cinches it is they've shown some kind of really cool creative ingenuity some kind of really cool passion um uh, that that gets important in the novice category in my opinion because it's not as important to be perfect it's more important to love yeah. what you're doing um and then journeyman what i want to be seeing is you need to expand on that mastery and kind of uh, wet your wheel on more techniques. Um, so you should have a couple techniques under your belt and you're executing them all well. You should have nothing that is uh, poorly made on your costume. Um, so journeyman is just about increasing that, doing more, having more experience. And then once you're into the master's category, cleanliness is absolutely king. You really, it all comes down to finishing yeah. and like, are you are you making smart choices? Do you have a wide breadth of techniques? Does it does it look great? Um, seasonal materials. Yeah. Um, especially with really high level contests, unfortunately, like once you get to like the crown championships or even like a national level contest, everyone is so good that the second you have a flaw on your costume, it is done for you. Uh, so, you know, more is not always better. Um, it, I did not realize that. Like, I competed for the first time, like, seriously, in, like, 2016. And then in 2017, I did New York. And I didn't realize until after that contest that it should I should have spent more time making that dang outfit perfect than doing more techniques because that is the killer once you're at that level. Um, and then I learned, and then I killed myself on Helga. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, mean, that was the main thing I tried to do with Helga. That level is pretty specific to those really high level contests. Yes, though. yes, I think if you are at your local contest or even your state run contest, that is not super yeah. important. But if you are entering as a master, you should probably think yeah. about it. I mean, I, but I think that that's like where a lot of the frustration comes with, with people who are not familiar with like sort of the differences between entering in a local contest and New York Comic Con, um, the standards are different and the judging is different. And the whether that's good or bad, it, it is. It would be really difficult to sort of standardize that, I think, mm -hmm. between your like one day, you know, like North Framingham costume contest where it's like sign up the day of and you have. I, I love that costume contest. That is the best. I made that up. I know yeah. you did. Uh, um, I, I will. I will say though, um, when in doubt, enter lower. lower. And and Please that is that is lower. not you trying to be a jerk. Uh, what it what that is is if you're if you're like God, I don't know if I'm a novice or a journeyman. I really don't know. You enter as a novice, or you know if you're friends with the judge, just ask their opinion, or you enter as a novice. And then you say to the judge or the coordinator, hey, I entered as a novice, but I'm not really sure where I should go. So please move me if you think it's appropriate. Because we have and can move people up 
and where we think that they should really be a journeyman or even like we have moved novices into journeymen and then given them best journeyman. But we cannot move you down. It is an insult to you if you think you are a journeyman and we don't want to do that to you. And it breaks my heart because a lot of times like my best novice entered as a journeyman. And I'm like, I wish you had not done that because you are a novice, a, a, almost at journeyman, and you would have won, but you're not quite there yet. Now, the exception is if, is if you did win the required number of contests in the rules. Obviously, do yeah, the don't, rules, the don't do says. that to cheat. But if you're genuinely not sure, um, I don't know of any judge that if you go in, you're honestly like, hey, I entered as this. I wasn't really sure. You could, you're more experienced than I am. I don't know of any judge that's going to hold that against you. They'll bump you if they think you need to be bumped. Yeah, like I mean, I think I think the 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 discipline breakdown makes sense with high high level contests where everyone really should be a master or a journeyman. So like the crown, BlizzCon, Twitch. There's no need for a novice category, it doesn't make sense. Um, but, you know, people like me, who every out, every costume does not fit into one place, it's kind of a detriment, because where do you go? And then it's kind of a detriment to the judges who then get a armor outfit in their needlework category and either don't know what to do, or how are you going to award that best needlework when maybe it was pretty good needlework and then really good arm, and then pretty good armor. But then someone else had more needlework. Like, how do you how do you decide that? Do you just disqualify this person? Like, how does this work? Um, it's I'm I'm less perturbed by the by the categories if you have the category awards because you do want to award needlework people and award armor people, etc. Um, but then you do have like a one, two, three, regardless of what the costume is made of. I think that is a happier medium. However, um, I don't think that's the way that a lot of the Comic-Cons work. I, I've seen over and over again, one, two, and three goes to whoever was the top of those three categories shifted into some order. I honestly think that's why Hella won the way she did. Oh, my Hella? Yeah, because... Well, it was a weird category. It was, I, I entered as armor because I was like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, I sewed it. Like, it's a bodysuit, and I did a whole bunch of, like, textile things. But then I got this giant, like, piece of foam on my head, and I yeah. got silicone on my body. And But I was really proud of the sewing work that I had done, so that was, like, an achievement. So, yeah, I was in a totally weird, yeah, weird but you uh, didn't, space. You didn't but, place in any of your categories, but no. she won second overall. See, and that, and if they're willing to do that and say, well, one, two, and three, I don't care what category you win. That's a, that, that's definitely a little better because that means that, yes, you weren't the best sewer or the best armor, but you sure did have a great combination of things regardless of where they were in. Um, but if you had judges who were capable of judging across the division, that might not have happened. So it's it's a it's a gamble, I think. It's a gamble for what judges you get and for how the contest decides to award one, two, and three. So it's not my favorite. Um, well, maybe we can talk a little bit about um, something that's kind of a hard topic to talk about sometimes, but the aspect of like, 
expectations and going into a contest and then not not placing or not placing where you think you should be placing. Um, that's really tough pill to swallow for some people. Some people enter contests in, all, all the time and they never place and they're, they have fun. And for them, it's about being in the line with people and meeting the other makers and being backstage and that whole experience. Um, but what are, I, I feel like maybe is it getting worse? I don't know. Maybe it because I'm a little bit more present online that I'm seeing it or we're at the end of the year where people are done with content or cause the co cosplays. <laughs> conventions, conventions. <laughs> um, and so now they're kind of like recapping their year or I don't know personally like for me it's like if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing I'm not gonna do it like so entering a contest but I'm upset by the outcome like it's if it's not enjoyable why are you doing that to yourself if you're getting so upset like Everybody processes things differently, but I don't know. For me, personally, I don't like to compete, and it's not because I didn't win. I just don't like the amount of time it takes. Mm -hmm. All the prejudging, like, I feel like I'm at a convention. I'm there to have fun. I want to mm -hmm. see my friends. I want to interact. So for me, it's a time thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't care if I won or not, mm -hmm. but I, I feel like the people that get really upset, like, they're forgetting their own happiness a little bit, and you should be enjoying what you're doing. But that's just my two cents. No, I, I am 100% ready to get on that, wave that banner with you. Because, because people, being stressed sucks. Well, and also, <laughs> I think people have this idea that in order to be successful or to get followers or to get commissions or to be quote-unquote successful as a cosplayer you have to have wins under your belt or compete under your belt and there was a tv show a little while ago <laughs> that i think contributed to that yeah mindset um but i think people forget that cosplay competitions are optional you mm -hmm. don't have to do them to be successful you don't have to be the do them to be respected in the community or or for people to know who you are mm -hmm. If, if that's even yeah. what you want. I've, I've talked to so many people who say that they're defeated, that their, co their competition experiences make them not want to cosplay at all. Or, Whoa. yeah, I mean, it, it can be really yeah. defeating. And, and that's horrible. And cosplay is supposed to be fun. Like, yeah. if you're feeling like that, put on a dress, if it's, put on a wig, and go have some fun with your friends. And it's sucking the it. joy out of you, it's probably not for you. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I think there's a lot of people who feel the way that you do about like, oh, this isn't, the process is not fun, but it'll be worth it when I win. And like, even if you are perfect, depending on the pool, if somebody's just like a smidge more perfect, you're not going to win. And then you've had a miserable time and have nothing to show for it. I, I was, I was kind of, I was of your mindset, actually, like, oh, God, oh, oh God, I'm getting old, like, four, four or five years ago, um, I, I refused to enter contests, because I was like, no, I want to spend, I don't want to do all the time, I want to spend my time at the con with my friends, why would I ever want to do a contest, um, and I was very, very happy, um, never competing, um, and then after, and I, I have a, a different mindset now, because when I compete, uh, there's like all these non-related to winning reasons that are really great about it. Like you get to meet so many people, 
Um, it's really exciting to be on stage if you're the kind of person who really likes that, which I am. Um, it's very thrilling. You know, you've got this kind of like, I get to show off my work. Um, honestly, like I have met so many people through contests. It's really, really awesome. And those are all things that really don't have anything to do with placing. Um, so if you are not enjoying the process of the contest and you only care about the outcome, you might want to step away from it until you can enjoy all of the other aspects of competing and are doing it for a reason other than that prize. Because, because you know, some I'd seen the complaint of, I worked so hard at this, I put so much effort into this, why didn't I win? And I think sometimes people forget that, yeah, the other 39 people also worked really, really hard and everyone put in the effort. And sometimes it's not about what you did wrong. It's just that someone else did something really, really cool. Yeah. And I think you have to bear that in mind. I mean, it's the same as if you hate the process of making a costume, but you push yourself for through it, like, cause you're like, oh, all the attention I'm gonna get at the con is gonna be worth it. And then maybe somebody shows up in this like giant bumblebee robot thing and that's the star of the con. It's like, if you don't yeah. like the process if you're not if it's 90 percent pain and 10 percent joy maybe you should buy your costumes on tabow and save yourself some misery and have fun that way i've i've also found that some of the reasons that i compete um i mean winning is nice it's always nice to do that i'm not going to say i would turn it down but sometimes i just have costumes that i want to twirl around on a stage in yeah. like that sounds like <laughs> Uh, Carol Burnett was one where I entered that costume thinking why would this ever win or or place or do anything and I really just wanted to flounce around with a curtain rod on my back it was fun I loved it and I've met some amazing friends waiting for prejudging or waiting backstage for your category to be called and the social aspect of it can be so positive yeah and and it's, I mean, in our area, it is separated into categories a lot. So I've been backstage with a lot of other sewers. And mm -hmm. you talk to people about your experience or your patterns or you flip seams and, and compliment other people on their foundation garments or whatever it is. You get some really great bonding time. That's one of my favorite parts of it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you both get this question all the time, but um, people asking for advice for competing? And I think that's a really, really broad question. So I kind of want to narrow that down just a little bit. Like what, as a competitor, do you like to see people walking into um, for their five minute um, review when you're looking at their costume? Like what, what are some things that you would tell someone to make sure that they, they, they do? So is this specifically about uh, prepping for prejudging, uh, which we can answer, or is this more about what we as judges uh, look for in contestants, which we can also answer? Can we do both? Yeah. So, so uh, we've got a list of things that we like and a list of things that we don't like. So as a judge, my like number one thing that I I like literally have like shushed people like don't come in and the first thing out of your mouth is like oh i fucked this up or oh you I messed up the podcast oh sorry you gotta be bleeped she can bleep it'll be funny we're just one big long bleep <laughs> um come in and like 
be ready to be like be happy about your costume like if you're not happy and psyched on yourself like why would i be you you this is your time to advocate for your advocate for yourself and to be honest you have been the one sitting in a little dark room for three months with your costume and inspecting every square inch and maybe you can see that 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 uh seam is a little bit crooked but maybe we didn't so if you pointed out to us that's then that's, that's all i can see yeah. and people have ruined their costumes for me which is horrible um the other thing i really like is when people talk about like a problem that they encountered and how they solved it um because a lot of times these costumes make no sense in reality they're like magic and they're like well i don't actually can't levitate rocks so i strung them on fishing wire and it's like like galaxy brain meme the, um, the other things that you definitely want to prep for um first of all just prep just just be prepared read the rules ahead of time because every cont contest is in fact different um and prep a judging booklet ahead of time um, that should have your reference in it, obviously, that should have some quantity of progress pictures just to kind of show that you made the costume in case for whatever odd reason there is any kind of question that that's gonna be what we need to reference. Um, and then if you want, you can also use it to advocate for yourself. Um, I would not put a lot of text in because unfortunately, as I am sure you know, we don't really get any time whatsoever to read the text. So be as concise as possible. A picture tells a thousand words and one picture tells a lot more words than 13. And, and the other thing is, if it's in the book, do not assume that that is all you need to do. The book is to help you, but you can't assume that we're gonna read it afterwards because we probably don't have time. Um, what is going to help you infinitely more is speaking about your costume. It is in the book cool, but you need to tell us. Um, so use those five minutes to just keep talking. Make sure you touch on every piece of your costume. Head to toe is really, really helpful, except especially for complex stuff. Um, but just don't don't go in there and clam up. You just yeah. want to make sure you keep speaking and advocating like, for yourself. Just keep talking until the judge asks you something and then continue to talk. How do you guys like prep for, because everybody preps different. Well, I, I primarily am a sewer, so sometimes I'll have props or things like that. So just know that most of this is coming from a sewing perspective. I, you walk in and say, I made everything myself. A lot of people did. So that's not going to set you apart. So focus on the things that you did that are going, is going to set you apart. Are all of your seams French seams? Show those seams. Did you, um, is everything finished with a, a surged edge? Um, did you make your foundation garments? Can you show your foundation garments? Can you get it on and off by yourself? I mean, even even bragging about something like that can be really impressive as opposed to having or needing a contingent of helpers to get you in and out of the costume. Um, find those things that makes your costume different than the person who's going to come in right behind you. Yeah, like everyone. So, like find the find the thing that always wows someone when you tell them about your costume like this this hello helmet only weighs like two pounds or it weighs less than two pounds oh my god and look they come off um so i when so, and i don't i don't really um i don't enter contests anymore because i like i like to enjoy my day and my evening because it usually falls on saturday and that's usually when my friends are hanging out so um but when i have uh i have always gone in there with 
a prepared blurb. Like I'm, I'm, I, it's the second I'm in that door talking, looking at the judges, um, I start talking like you're saying, but I practice that. I make my husband sit and listen to me hit all of the points that I want to talk about. And I usually do start from, from the head and uh, go down to my feet. Um, and including the prop, I think a, a lot of times and other things that I've, I've judged, people will spend all their time talking about one thing and they've got this gigantic, amazing prop that they haven't, we're at the end, we're like <laughs> approaching 15 minutes and we got to get them out the door because every, you know, the line is, uh, you know, we got to get things rolling and they haven't really talked about the, the prop yet. Yeah, Beverly, you want to, yeah, you want to hear a funny story. <laughs> so uh, at, at the, at the crown judging, um, I'm doing my pre-judging with Helga and I, uh, and I, like, like you, um, I rehearse this like a stupid amount. Um, but like, there's just so much garbage on this costume and I'm just talking and talking and talking and talking and I get, I get through it. It's like, it's like just about it. It's time and I'm done. And then Yaya goes, what's this? And points at my shoulder piece. Oh, oh no. <laughs> the thing that Which almost like, killed you. Yeah, out of anything for like four months of the six month process right before i went on stage recently i realized i left my belt in the hotel room and i had <gasps> yeah i sent fortunately i had a husband who was sent on that errand and he came back <laughs> oh that's yeah there you go there's a good advice uh bribe somebody to be your helper and helping is fun uh if you're not into competing helping's fun because you still get to go backstage you still get to meet everybody uh, you're more comfortable, and uh, now they owe you dinner. Honestly, yeah, if, that's, if, right. that's what I prefer doing. Like, I me help, too. You know, like, I like being the helper sometimes more than I like cosplaying. I fully support my friends that want to compete. That's great if they enjoy it. It's just not necessarily... I guess I had a couple bad experiences myself, so I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's not for everyone. Scone refuses to compete. She won't do it. She unlike it. I don't like it. Why would I compete when I can be your helper and wear jeans? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I've been plenty of, you know, like, I've been flown to con specifically so I can wrestle people around and make mm -hmm. sure they're in the right place at the right time and make sure everything's sticking together. And I like doing that stuff. So for me, that I find that more enjoyable, and I rather mm -hmm. root on my friends than... You know, I actually, my husband is my handler for several cosplay competitions, and he talks about being the handler when everybody goes out to get their judges, or the judges, you know, and somebody is crowned the winner, and the handler of the winner gets congratulated by all the other handlers. It's true. Wait, it's do you true. guys have, like, handler we, clubs? Yeah, we have, like, a, we're like, we have what? in the back of the stage we're like yeah and high five each other about it i didn't know this yeah being <laughs> a handler is an awesome way to participate in the competition community without competing so i highly advise my mind is blown i like am astounded yeah, <laughs> husband and i were like best bros at nycc oh i thought you were gonna say at at c2e2 when you like I wasn't we're at a different con I was, and kicked yeah, the I chair. Yeah, I was not at C2E2. Yeah. Well, um, was there any, I mean, we could obviously talk about this for six hours, um, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're going to wrap up pretty soon. Um, was there anything else that uh, you had in mind that you would want to talk about or bring up? Yeah, I guess I, I, the, 
I think the question that a lot of people, like sometimes we get asked this, and then I think some people are afraid to ask this because I, I think there is a stigma about asking for judging feedback or asking a judge, well, what are you guys looking for? And a lot of people are afraid to do. We actually we actually started to run like a, a workshop-ish panel at certain cons that have the capacity for it where people can come in individually and, and get judging feedback and advice uh, that way. Um, but like in terms of what we're looking for and um, as judges, um, when people say, well, well, how should I improve? How should I level up my cosplay? Um, for us specifically, I think it, I, I, and this is kind of what I had posted, it boils down to who uh, has the most impressive cosplay and who has the most impressive skill set. Um, and there's kind of like four things that go into those, you know, impressive skill set could mean difficult skills, or it could mean lots of different skills. And then impressive cosplay could mean, is it perfectly clean? Is it beautifully made? Or is there a lot of ingenuity and creativity and passion that went into it? And a lot of times, you know, picking a winner is kind of a balance of all of these things, which is why sometimes something that is clean and simple and beautiful can win, or sometimes something that's really complex and interesting can win. Um, so it's kind, of, it's kind of like weighing the pros and cons of every costume against itself. And there's not one specific thing that is going to ever guarantee you a win. Um, but it's kind of, you know, looking at each costume and you know, deciding who brought the most to the table. And yeah, and this is just us. Every, every judge is quite different. And every contest is different. Yeah. But I, I'd say if you're looking for a way to kind of look for a direction to go in, not necessarily because you want to win first place, because that's not a great reason to do it. But if you want to elevate your cosplay um, and, you know, try it, try and challenge yourself. Those are kind of the four things that I like to focus on. Uh, my my last piece of advice is also to just keep in mind why you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Is it to have fun? Is it to challenge yourself? Is it because you enjoy the process? And if if it starts becoming because I want to win, you know, are you enjoying it? Yeah. Is it is it still fun? Yeah. I mean, just keep that in the back of your mind. As soon as this becomes toxic for you for any reason. You know, maybe competitions are something you should leave in the past. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yay, group hug. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, everybody, for being here. Mm -hmm. This is, like, I think the biggest group that I've ever done. Um, hey, I wasn't even this. supposed to be a part of it. I know, you, you <laughs> totally came and crashed, and that was awesome. Um, yeah, thank you, Cabo Crunchies, uh, for being here, and um, Abitat Cosplay and Diva Designs. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you have made it this far, um, please come and check out the She Prop community and find us online everywhere, like all the social media accounts. We're going to try to be a little bit more active on those because um, I think that 2020 is going to be our year. I'm really excited. There's also a She Prop um, uh, uh, Latina America, Latino America that has started, and we're seeing a lot of uh, extensions of She Prop happening so i'm really excited about this the direction that everything's going in um so thank you for the love oh i got another little thing to plug oh, yes um we are also revamping our she prop panel submission application oh, so yeah. if you have a con or an event in your area and you want she prop to be there um or if you want to host a she prop panel there's now a place to submit that and 
um, we would like to have partners help with that. Yeah. And we can't be everywhere. A little fancier, so. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.